Welcome, Purjangers and Wallhangers fans, or as we call you, Walljangers, to the 336th, if you will believe it, Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. This is the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bugrill, the Matt Man. In the Purjanger box, we have co-host Christopher Bristow, the old man. Our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucherell, big brother. And old man, we have an omnipotent presence himself and another Waljanger with a great idea that we're going to talk about here. So uh, we have the the creators of a and d like game called Remergence. If you guys could introduce yourself to the audience, please. Uh yeah. So hello. I'm Joey Aaron and uh I'm one of the co-creators of Reemergence, which is an ongoing TTRPG that's based off of sci-fi. Okay, and that... explain that uh TTRPG. We obviously know role-playing game. And we know yeah, So so a good difference is that a everybody knows if you play video games, you know what a role-playing game is. It's most of what is out there right now. Um, but a TTRPG is just a tabletop role-playing game, one that uh, doesn't doesn't get out there too much. Uh, I know a lot of people have board games and play, you know, tabletops, but the tabletop and a TTRPG are very different because you're actively filling in a role in a TTRPG versus just a tabletop game, which is like Magic or, you know, anything of the sort like Zombicide or anything like that is just a tabletop, but an ongoing so would more be... More like a you know, Dungeons and like Dragons, D&D. if you yeah. were to link it to a pop culture, because there was a big mm-hmm. resurgence with Dungeons and Dragons, especially with the success of Stranger Things. Oh, yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, um, you know, with the community during COVID, oh, <laughs> people yeah. were trying to find things to do. Uh, one of the Zoom biggest things that came that. up was those tabletop RPGs that decided to pop back up like they were back in the 90s so is that where you kind of got this idea from out of this covid hey i i got this idea and i think i can do this right this this idea at least came out of my brain um about three years ago so just before covid had hit um i had an idea because i am a huge D fan i i love playing i've been a dm for 12 almost 13 years now um and so for me i have constantly been on kickstarters seeing all different kinds of you know different things forums whatnot people selling their ideas you know and every year you know around fall time summer summer to fall time you have this endless sea of like D &D books created by people oh with all these lore books with all these weapons new new enemies new this new ideas you know but they flood the market and one of the things i didn't like was that i always have a feeling that sci-fi loses so much of its love throughout this this genre you know because there's so many you know you can play warhammer but warhammer is a fantasy it's still fantasy. It still has magic. It still has all these things. It's sci-fi esque, but it's not. It's not 
sci-fi, you know, and you think about like, oh, like what about like some, you know, Necromunda? That's sci-fi. Yes, it is, but it's not really. Well, sci-fi is a very vague term. You know, that's Matt, a Matt, Batman generalization that like, blanket. To equate that, it's kind of like what two human was on 360. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like in that same vein of like where they tried to meld it, but it didn't really work well. Yeah. All right, I should probably also introduce myself. So you can't see I me. I apologize. Guys. I was just like, we mentioned this omnipotent presence, but we didn't actually introduce Yeah. Him. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, you can't it's see me. I'm Cena! No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I apologize. I don't have a camera right now. I do apologize for that. But yeah, I'm Antonio Rodriguez. I'm also the co-creator here. Uh Actually, Joe had actually came up with this birth, this idea pretty much alone by himself for a minute there. I came in about towards, not the end of it, but he had a lot of it kind of already done. And I came in and we refined some things and then we also just kind of put the finishing touches on it. So I kind of, again, I just came in on that back and just helped him out a little bit getting Giggity. finished up and <laughs> and yeah so that's pretty much where i came in okay so oh, yeah. where did you guys hear frank one punch percy uh you uh we were just uh looking for an artist on reddit and so we just put it out there and frank actually responded to our pretty much our ad listing and so we we're just like wait so we actually have a comic book artist who's actually worked with like the big boys, and he wants to work on our project. Punisher War Journals? Yeah. What is like, that I was just, you were holding, old I, I was man? amazed. Again, yeah, again, I, when we when we first saw that, again, for us, we are new to the game, you know. Mm. I've never done any kind of business like this before. Um, so for me, I was like, I have no idea how to go out recruiting besides, you know, going on social media and just mm. seeing what's out there. And so when Frank, you know, Frank, he uh, came up to us and we, we explained that it's a sci-fi, um, you know, sci-fi theme. And oh, Frank no, that's right up Frank's alley. He loves phenomenal sci-fi. art with yeah. that. You know? Oh, yeah. And that was Definitely. a little bit of Frank's art. Old man got that right. for his birthday, Ooh. I believe. Yeah, last year, yeah. This was uh, from Frank, Iron yep. Man. And I still have not taken it out of the because uh, I want to keep the it sleeve. in yeah. the sleeve. It is. Yeah. Oh, it is very sacred. Frank is a, a very close friend of the show. Like I said, and a, and I'm working on stuff soul. with him. Um, he is a very gentle soul, but he's also like I found he's a very he's very wise and he's a very good teacher. So especially with this project, I mean, I see I saw his artwork, like I said, uh, because <laughs> I know him um, and I saw the artwork, especially the cover art. I love for the box yeah um frank has a way of doing sci-fi especially with his art that is very very great it has that kind of marvel feel from that Mm. era of that like punisher war journals the inking that he does it's very impressive um and he's actively doing it and doing projects like this that he believes in that he likes and that's why he reached out to us because he said man this is really cool it's like D because frank is a huge D D fan Yes, he is. He's been. He actually reached out to us to start a, like a D and D podcast. 
Oh wow! Did not know that. Did not. Uh, so I've never I played, mean, but I am interested. So I feel that's the perfect introduction to it to do mm. like a D and D podcast and just have fun. Mm. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. so a- as you can see on the screen, I I'm sharing out. Um, here are just some of the drawings and the assets that you've shared with us, like just oh, giving a, wow. an idea uh, as far as the maps, and um, and then behind here. I also have a picture of oh, yeah. some of the actual other characters. Um, let me. And Frank was really here. impressed with the one character that you pulled from his drawing because he was like, oh, "I just did like from here up," and then they just created this characters, and he was impressed with it to where you know the characters that you have in there, or the board pieces, every little detail you put into this game has to be intricate yes but also it has to hook people because we're in this digital age to where you have a game like i was i was looking it up here on my steam because the one kind of role play game that i got into video game wise um was dungeon land on steam because you had Mm -hmm. one person who was the dungeon master and then you had your rogues gallery going through this dungeon that your friend creates and he constantly throws stuff at you. And uh, on a old company that I had, uh, we had a game stream of it, which honestly wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, it's a really fun game. It's cartoony-like, um, but it's along that same lines of that role-playing game. It's not going away. It's only yeah. going to stay. It's just going to evolve. And the stuff that actually keeps physical form like this, to where you have this Dungeons & Dragons feel, but you've also set, uh, it described it as simpler. That makes it a lot yes. more welcoming to somebody like me, who has always been interested, but I don't need an encyclopedia. Yeah, that has been, the, yes. I will say, one of the hardest parts that we had was actually creating a simple system for what we think everyone can use because i don't want this to be just another game you can throw out there and just say you know here i'm gonna play catch and just throw my line out into the water of you know all these games i want it to come off as you know simple i don't want this 600 page you know encyclopedia you gotta read to make sure that you even understand what half of you're doing it should you be know quantum simple. mechanics and risk management all I've gone through I've gone through so many games. TTRPGs. So, you know, Star Wars 5e, a big one that gets real complicated real fast. Yes, um, it does. Another one is Necromunda, like I mentioned earlier, is you have to know how to use a protractor. <laughs> you gotta know yeah. how to use all sorts of different math tools. Got to know a little calculus if you're going to get into that. Big brother, but. what was the one um, that there's a podcast that that you were listening to that was like a, a role playing? Uh, was it Elite Dangerous or no? Uh, that's um, what was that? Guard Frequency. There you go. They have uh, oh my god D and D space sci fi. Yeah, in the uh, Elite Dangerous world. <clears throat> so where that's where even audio wise you can still hook people with this, mm-hmm. and you can have. 
I mean, I might as well mention it on the podcast, a, a reemergence podcast. I mean, you happen to know a media network that can help you make uh, it happen. Uh, I will say I am more than happy to run the game for however long. Again, this has become something I've run it so far with close to around 40 people uh, in okay. playtesting already. I've, I've been able to have people play it and give me feedback. Um, I will awesome. say the hardest part about it was definitely space combat encounter stuff. But out of those 40, I had three, was it 40 three that said they once? didn't like it. It wasn't 40 people at once, was it? Oh, no. Oh, I was going to say, that's a lot of people. You're When you start mentioning don't, don't statistics. his snarky cynicism. When you, when you start mentioning statistics, He's Big Brother will literal right up. Figure. <laughs> Big Brother will say right up when it. you mention statistics. He it. loves them. <laughs> Let's get some numbers out there, gang. Get that, get them numbers up, rookie. Let's SPSS, get some stats. Anyone? Come on, Mr. Coffee. I always drink coffee when I'm watching Radar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, I will say another thing that was difficult with this, and Joe, obviously you can attest to it, was finding that balance of hand-holding but also leaving enough discretion to the GM side. Mm. That's yes. that that balance because you don't want to handhold too much because then you start to get, get that encyclopedia problem. Yeah. But you also don't want to leave the newer GMs hanging. Mm-hmm. So again, just you have to try to find a balance there. And I'm not going to say we yeah. struck it perfectly, but I feel like we have a solid balance. And you that have regard. a good you have a good where the pendulum doesn't swing too far right or too far left. Correct. You have. A I good... would hope. I would hope. Yeah, it seems to me that you have a good barometer of where things are sitting, um, like right where the sweet spot is. I think having nobody's actually said this word in a while, but it's called center. You're in the center. You're not to the left. You're not to the right. You're in the center, which Mm -hmm. some people actually enjoy right down the middle. That was a political joke. Yeah, what, what <laughs> thing that we don't do. <laughs> Hang on, we're going to button it, for it, that. It's not you're giving, you're giving the variety of of players of all skill levels to enjoy. Yeah, and yeah. the the beauty of the system um, is that you know a big problem if you go into any TTRPGs lately that I've seen in the past years I've been playing is balancing. Yeah. Um, there's, oh, there's a thing in D and D that is in the community out there called spotlighting and that spotlighting is, you know, one hero happened to roll really well on their stats and they happen to know the game inside and out. So they trump everything, you know, because they're just, they just know, you know, and the problem is, is that that spotlighting effect, nobody else feels like a hero. They mm-hmm. feel like a common kind of guy, you know? And so with our system, we I'm have generic NPC number 52. Exactly, exactly. man. Exactly. <laughs> so like, you know, like I'm, I'm just playing another elf ranger, you know, like that, that's my job. Like, that's your whole right, entire you identity. Need? Like, like you're every guy in like every guy in oblivion. This is like, oh, do you oh, yeah. know about Gray Fox? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly, exactly like that. It, it's, it's have you bad, heard about you Gray know? Fox? <laughs> But it, it's also... terrible. It's it happens so often, and people don't know how to deal with it because uh, I think one of the the biggest things that people are scared of is creating niches 
But with our system, we actually utilize that flaw, I will say, air quotes, flaw, because with niches, now the game also evolves with you. If you fight too much and you just go in guns blazing all the time, all of a sudden the game gets harder to do that and harder to do that and harder to do that. Oh, but it goes the opposite way too. You know, the security's lower. There's like no cameras. So, There's mm. all these loopholes. Okay, that's so, awesome. So I like that. A character so, that niches into scalability you know, to the to the difficulty of the character. Exactly. Yes. So okay. every character is in the spotlight. Sometimes you might have a stealth mission that's like your character's perfect. Perfect for stealth. You can go through that whole thing, grab all the cases and get all the loot for all your friends as well as, you know, get whatever the quest was. And then okay. another map, you've got somebody that's like adept at, you know, opening doors, hacking doors, yeah. you know, doing all this stuff, you know, and they're getting intel and all this stuff that they need extra for that exact quest. So, you know, everybody gets a piece of the pie, essentially. I like that. At the end of the day. Because that's a, simple. That's, a, that's very count like uh countdown uh countdown to Doomsday Buck Rogers esque kind of Yes. Yes, that, but that, that was exactly like how you had to play that game because every character and every class had a particular thing to do. Like you and, can create yeah. you can create a pilot that can do that can be a jack of all trades, but you couldn't mm-hmm. do everything in the game. Whereas yeah. if you just create a pilot where that was his focus, and then you created a you know an engineer with that that was his focus, and then you just created someone that was just someone that jury rigs everything and that was his focus, then you would actually get to the like, the end game and beat the game. Yeah, yeah, I like I like to think of it uh, like like if you ever watch like a heist movie or yes. anything, you know, everybody's got a job. You, you son know, of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> exactly you know like like i said man it's like that is what oh that's I'm crazy you're wearing a rick and morty shirt too that's awesome yes, I am. that's an yes, amazing I reference am. now <laughs> easter eggs onions, man. we're all about you're welcome yeah we're all, only about onions um <laughs> but overall i think you really have you you have a an original <laughs> idea on mm. this uh this game because there are, like I said, with Stranger Things, there are more people looking at those entry-level, uh, not to like demean it, but it's entry-level in the fact that it's so inviting. Oh, no, it is. Yeah. It is. Yes. It, it is meant, this game is meant to be a gateway, like a, the gateway drug of TTRPGs, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's So you're it's there. Walna. I'll, I'll do that trick with speed of hand. Here's the hand. Here's the speed. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but I like that. But there's also a promise of evolution because you can yeah. get as in depth as you want and still have this core game very inviting to where mm. mom, dad, mama, mama nerd, and papa nerd are going to sit down with baby nerd and have a game. You know? Yeah. And it can yes. be that simple. And that's what's and so inviting again, that's, about it. That's, that's what we're trying to do is trying to make this thing so, so easy. Because, again, yeah. the, the whole book is only around 50 pages. And yeah. I look at that and I say to myself, 50 pages, like that, 
that's a that's like a day read, a couple day read, you know. Like I could teach that to everybody that I'm playing with at my table. You know, you and everybody, you know, has their own reading speed, but of course, like that that looks so you it's, know it's, readable it's attainable yeah compared it's, to yeah, the nice. rest, you know yeah. you look at the the D D dm's guide that, that thing's Christ. like 320 pages yeah and half of it is nonsense and i'm sorry you know I, no, no disrespect to the to the you know greatest ttrpg in the world but it's got its flaws and i think right now too i've seen a spike in sci-fi again just this mm-hmm. past year oh yeah with everything going on and i I am excited to say, you know, I'm happy to join the in that little pool. And I'm hoping that it goes great because I want to grow with the community just as much as I want it to be, you know, this fabulous, you know, adventure for everyone to go on. I think you have a lot of prospect with this game. And Old Man and myself, we are going to keep putting it out there, but we just want to help you guys succeed because it is an original idea that I think a lot of nerds will actually uh standbys be at our comic-con and you can actually sell a lot of product at our comic-con so once we actually get that going at our comic-con you guys can actually have a place for your for your game at our comic-con and really you know highlight highlighting you guys is the main part and our comic-con so we want that to be the focus uh, mainly, it's just you guys, you know? I mean, you have a solid product, and our Comic-Con, and it's really something that I think a lot of people will enjoy at the end of the day because of, overall, looking back, it's the times you have like that with your friends that you cherish the most because that's when you're laughing the hardest. That's when you get the frustrated the most, and yep. that's when you bond the closest is <laughs> oh, over yeah. games like this. Oh, yeah. And it, it's it's the stories, man. It's those yes. stories that people create, and some people create some immersive things. That, that I that's the, that's the best part yes. is like you can get some really immersive campaigns. Yeah. That I mean, I have been again. I've been in the game thirteen years in D anD D, and I still see shit that just absolutely blows my mind. It blows my mind how people are able to do that. And I'd love to see people do that again with this. And, you know, with its simplicity, you're getting so many people on board and nobody nobody's going to say no to like a, I mean, come on. Like if you want to play D&D, but you're more sci-fi, you know, you're more into space and yeah. doing all that stuff, you're still doing the story. Yeah. You're still going through with your characters. You're still making those rolls to see if you do things. You're still rolling those dice to see if there's, if it happens, if that thing it, it works out, you know. But the biggest part about the game that I will say is it has a timer. Mm. And that timer, I will say countless number of people, it scrambles your brain. When you because realize you don't realize how short ten minutes is. You're adding that so, sense of immediacy. That's what I yeah. I love that. You're giving you have that much time. That's why they added that into a lot of uh, video game RPGs. Like, I believe, what is it, Mass Effect? Oh, yeah. Mass yep. Effect does it. It makes yep. every moment count, and it makes every decision that much more pivotal. You don't have time, oh, yeah. like, say, in uh, the Old Republic MMO, to where I can mm-hmm. just sit there and, well, I am a good Jedi. Like, big brother, I'm trying to be a good Jedi, but this well. guy's a dick. Like, do I really do that? Well, you're thinking, think about this as a big problem that I see everywhere is what is D&D combat like? 
Everybody takes 20-minute turns mm-hmm. talking about what they're going to do, talking with the team with what they're going to do, trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to do... And in the D&D booklet, every action sequence canonically takes about five seconds. So I'm sorry if, you know, my 20-minute JoJo monologue is, <laughs> you know, going through episode after episode just so I can make my turn, you know, and you're waiting. You're You're waiting the whole time. You know, if you've got a group of six people... That's a long time to wait if you're going dead last. Yeah. You know? Yep. And by that point, nobody knows what their turn is. Now on episode 54. Yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> the, the warrior now <laughs> breathes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like he I took said. one step. <laughs> but we he is like, like the gnome wizard. He just put got on his fedora. The time, you know? <laughs> uh, but I, I can, saying, yeah. I, I can, I can tell you from personal experience that as, as someone who has helped Joe make this game, and I, I will say I don't know the classes inside out. Um, I normally played like this class we called the navigator. That's what normally I played. Well, Frank was listening in, and I tried. I decided to try something new. I played this one class called Engineer. And here's where that timer comes into play, because it was my turn, and I just tried to think of what I was going to do, and then I just realized, like, shit, I just read this, like, five minutes ago, what, like, the little abilities were. I forgot everything. My mind just went blank. Because yeah. like, it's, like, five minutes ago. Oh, shit. Um, um, and you just, again, it's just that timer can really I will play, you. but I will not be good at this game. I will forget every ability. I will forget. I will forget everything. Like, dude, I just told you. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. Pause. Pause. (laughs) No, and it's happened. It's happened. I'll be honest. You know, that's happened. Is that, you know, but the thing is, too, is that there's not a lot of things to memorize, which is, thank God. It really isn't. But it, it is, it is the stress of all of it when. You know, you're also thinking, let's say you're playing with five people, you know, and you've got 15 minutes, okay? 15 divided by, you know, five people, that's three. That is, th- you basically, think think about that, like, you got three minutes. Everybody has three minutes to make a turn. That is it. Now, if, like, Jeremy on the left over here decides to use up all three minutes on his first turn, you know, that's just only cutting into everybody else's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that fear definitely will boggle your brain oh, there yeah. and there. But and that then, also, and, and then you have the possibility of like you you turning on your your teammates just to save time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man, uh, uh, old man, uh, I'm sorry, I blew you up. Boom. All right, now let's get on with it. That's what you turn into, but it really shows you who your friends are. Yeah, Matt, true. I threw um I threw everything in the cloud drive in Messenger, so you could pull up all the assets. Awesome, and show them behind you. Awesome. Well. Um, so we always start off any kind of interview podcast highlighting the guests and you guys are nerds. So I really think that the bootleg of this podcast, you really enjoy because we always want to highlight people, but that's not why we come here because tonight, one punch, three seasons, live action, Aloy. Dead Island 2 is still a thing, and so much more on the Triforce podcast. And we go over to our first story, Big Brother, here, which is, of course, 
none other than the One Punch Man. Yeah. Just keep it on our page. Now, there it is. So, scroll down. <laughs> yes! One punch, about right here. one punch Man Season 3 announced Crunchyroll has confirmed that The One Punch Man anime Will be returning in Season 3 Is currently in production It will be adapting additional stories From the manga Came to mm-hmm. Japan in uh, 2019 And later in English One Punch Man Which we of we always end off our podcast The Triforce podcast That is, is with this <laughs> Which is, of course, old man Christopher Bristow's son, Connor. And I love One Punch Man because that show is just, it's the strongest character you could ever believe. Mm-hmm. And he's just a normal guy who's just unsatisfied with his life, even yeah. though he has all this immense power. Because he can't fight anybody. It's One Punch, no. and they're dead. Yeah. I understand it. I, I just... Oh, yeah. This season, the second season, I was disappointed. Really? Um, I didn't think there was any, like, pop. There was no bang, really. I mean. Well, I mean, you also got to think, too, um, from season one to season two, uh, season two is a is a studio where season one was purely, you know, individuals. Yeah. So they put way more effort into it than they, than, you know, Mm-hmm. they had because it's their pilot season you know you gotta make it something else you know but uh, season two when they uh picked up when the animation studio picked it up um they had to kind of abide by the animation studio's mm-hmm. rulings so they weren't able to usually you know do as much as they would have or uh, because it would have taken more time as well um why you didn't they just how keep long the intro song the same? Just keep the intro song the same. It was amazing. What oh, yeah. a rocket yeah. intro. I mean, that the first season, all right, the intro got you so pumped, and then you got to the end, and it was, say, ayah. Like, they had <laughs> a problem with music, and then they changed the intro to the second one, and I was like, look, man. You started Bring off. Back. You started off with Kiss, and then your second season started off with Justin Bieber. What are you yep. doing? What are you yeah. doing oh, with yeah. your life? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I will say, second season was was good. It was I good. It, it, was, it, was not, it wasn't terrible. And no. I, I mean, I just barely started rewatching it like a couple of weeks ago. As soon as I heard this. Um, you know, I was like rewatching it with my buddy. I was enjoying it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you heard they like, you know, they, they got season three going now." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I guess we're really sitting down and watching this now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> got to be caught up, you know." Yeah. Um, but from from season two, I got to say the bad guy, I, I like him, but I feel like again the focus isn't supposed to be Saitama. It's supposed to be all the side characters. Yeah, and but Saitama yeah. comes in last minute, saves the day. That's the problem I had with this baddie because, I mean, it kind of felt like they were more going anti-hero. Like he doesn't yeah, have to be a way, he doesn't yeah. have to be a woke bad guy. Just let him murder. That's what bad guys do. Just let bad guys be bad. Yeah, because they're yeah. bad. They're bad. You know it. Shamal. I think the the main the main issue for me was he had this you know. 
it didn't come in until the end where he was like, oh, yeah, like I can copy people's styles. It was like, so you only used it on Dogman. Like, that was it. Like, that's the only time you use that. Like, there's a thousand other fighters that you fought that have way cooler styles. And you could have just, just take, <laughs> you take knees, the dog, man. But all you're right, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Stretch out a bit. I'm going gonna, gonna to peacock a bit. Just going to stretch out. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I really wasn't satisfied. The season three is going to be kind of clutch in the mm. really capturing people to where pulling from the manga is fine, but that's anime. It yeah. literally is the definition. You're taking a manga and making it a cartoon mm. with Japanese flair. The guy who's a hero for fun. <laughs> that, <laughs> and that first season, you got that flair of he's like trying to get to the grocery store to get that sale. I felt <laughs> that. I felt yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. First couple episodes are some of my favorite, honestly. <sighs> They were amazing, and that's where I want this third season to strike sent, those chords. I sent Matt a clip of my two young kids, um, and they were like, that was like a couple years ago, like four and six at the time. Episode two, when the mosquito, yes. when, he's just, when he's missing yeah. the mosquito, and, and like all of a sudden, like, and they're just busting up laughing, like falling over the couch and everything. And it's just like, oh, my God. Everybody <laughs> resonated with that scene. Like that little that little bastard would not die. He would not oh die. Oh, my God. This and then, like, he, he, the house. like he's still to this day. Be like, can we watch that episode? And we'll just laugh hysterically every time. And he is always going to be my one punch buddy. <laughs> But something else that may punch you up Ooh. is this next story. Because it's coming September the 1st. Uh, Lord what of the Rings, the, uh, the Rings of Power. They dropped the trailer before the September debut. Um, the Prime video has... There we go. I've seen it. The Prime Video has dropped their latest trailer for The Rings of Power, set to premiere on September 1st and 2nd, depending on your time zone. The series is set in the second age of Middle-earth, thousands of years before the events of Lord of the Rings, because that's original right now. And uh, it's set to bring some of the J.R.R. Tolkien's fabled stories of the second age to life. Beginning in a time of a relative peace, the series follows ensemble cast of characters both familiar and new as they confront a long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. Obviously, they're talking about Sauron. Mm -hmm. Doodle, God damn it! Don't mind my wiener. Um... <laughs> How do you guys feel about this? I mean, everybody has to have that kind of fantasy medieval property. You got Netflix with Witcher. You got yeah. Amazon with Lord of the Rings. HBO, obviously, they are rocking the hell out of the House of Dragon right now. How are you guys feeling yeah. about this one? I will say I liked House of Dragon. But, um, I love House of Dragon. To be honest with you, when you have adults I, in the room, it is so much better than two college kids who are studying film. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's again. I personally, for me, I'm not the biggest fan of Lord of the Rings. 
And unlike Which, George R.R. R. Martin, shame on they you, can Joe. complete shame something. On you. I like the originals. I like the director's cuts. I, you know, I'm yeah. that guy. I, I don't watch nothing unless it's the extended cuts. Mm-hmm. But Fair enough. Fair enough. Know, I like those ones. I like The Hobbit. I think they should have stopped there, honestly. I, I haven't even watched The Hobbit. I just stopped with the original trilogy, and I was happy there. I was like, that was fair, a nice fair. story. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, this the new end one was I, nutty I'm because not you're like, too hopeful for, where guess. the hell did those goddamn flying fucking griffins come from? You could have just flown them in the beginning. It was the best no. he-she ever. How it should have ended. <laughs> not that thing that you were thinking of. Yeah, I, I want to be hopeful for this, but yeah, I'm with Joe. I'm in Joe's camp here. I, I like Lord of the Rings, Joe. But yeah, I mean, I just... I know. I can't get behind this one. I just can't. Meets back on the menu, boys, is the the one scene I've replayed over years of my life. But I just, I just feel that obviously Bezos is trying to cash in on that Tolkien yeah. money, and Netflix they're doing what they can with their gaming properties and everything they can get to try to keep people from unsubscribing, but with. Lord of the Rings, this is a time that you can honestly have fun with. And it's a lot like the House of Dragon to where you're going to a property to where they kind of glazed over History Channel style in Mm -hmm. a book to where Mm -hmm. now you have an in-depth, we have as many seasons as we want, and let's make a good story. That's what makes Mm -hmm. that a good story. That's where I kind of have a lot of credence for this uh you know, Rings of Power series because they're throwing a lot of money at it. And that seems to be the problem with Netflix is they, we always thought, oh, you get Netflix money, but it's not like that, especially with anime anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And now you have Bezos money saying, what did they do? They threw money at it. Hey, you nerd, make shit. Here's money. (laughs) Here's money. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And now, I mean, again, with it's Netflix, like they they spent an absurd amount of money per episode for this. It's kind of like um, it's got Kevin Smith has like said that in one of his specials when he said like it's it's funny when you actually go from not having a budget to having a budget, and it's like something's broken on the set of like and like Scott Mosier was sitting there like in the corner like you know going like get away you know (laughs) from from like to to jay and silent bob strikes back they had they had like like f you money for that budget yeah and he's just like there's something broken on a set that's fine throw some money at it (laughs) (laughs) but it's one of those things that amazon has i mean he's sending celebrities to space and making them pay for it rightly so (laughs) you gotta pay for the seat man I mean, if you have the money, I mean, why not? You know, <laughs> just saying. But uh, yeah, no, I've I've definitely seen what Amazon has been doing with you know, Amazon, you know, Prime and everything. Uh, the boys. They have some good shows. I'll say they have some good shows, and I I will say that you know a lot of them aren't bad. Have you checked out but, Upload? Uh, no, Up- Upload is a good one because that's like it's right along that video game line. To where you mm-hmm. just upload your consciousness to like a re, uh, you know an a uh, retirement home, a virtual In retirement point home. Time, yeah. 
And you just live out eternity in that retirement home. If you were wealthy, you pretty much have anything you want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a really good show. Upload is a great one. But it's just like they have those shows to where they'll put a lot of money into a show. And then they will put it out and then do nothing. They will go crickets quiet. Yeah, I think that's the the issue with a lot of uh, these streaming sites, too. Is that Netflix, if it doesn't, if you throw money at it, if Netflix throws money at you and you ain't throwing that money double back, um, they cancel you like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, that's, that's the crazy. other thing is it's like in order to, in order to advertise for on a streaming service, you have to advertise on cable yeah. or on YouTube. Yeah. Like you're, so where like, the exact place that you're trying to pull people from, you have to send money to. Yeah. It's a weird dichotomy that you have to do, and it's like they're not they're not doing anything different. They're hi Connor. We were talking about one punch. <laughs> we were just buddy. talking about it. One punch. Yeah, one punch. Hey bud. All right. Yes, go. There you go. Close my door. Love you too. Another thing that we would love to do is go right over to this next story because HBO shows us its first footage of the Last of Us series. Oh. HBO Max. Oh, yeah, man. They have released a brief 20-second trailer for The Last Mm -hmm. of Us starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones. Definitely seen it. To tie in the stories. Ramsey as Ellie and Pascal as Joel recreate a heated moment of dialogue from Naughty Dog's video game and the heat, uh, the heartbreaking opening of Last of Us featuring Joel's daughter makes a brief appearance. The footage also teases the fungal remains of a clicker and gives mm. us a brief glimpse of Nick Offerman as Bill. You know Bill. We love Bill. Everyone loves Bill. Series is created by Craig um, Manzin, uh, who is behind HBO's Chernobyl. And Neil Drunkman has been producing this from Naughty Dog. So, how, old man, how do you feel about this? So, the casting of, uh, of course, I mean, Pedro Pascal, he's doing a good rendition of Joel. I'm going to give him uh, a B plus, A minus. He's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Um, the the spots that we've got so far, um, the lines, the way they're delivered, um, you know, they're taking with their their own liberties of how he's interpreting the script. So I'll take it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, direct involvement with Neil Druckmann, I'm fine with that. Um, you can't have. I know it's going to be an adaptation, so it's not going to be a hundred percent. There to me, Joel and Ellie are kind of like a set piece. Mm-hmm. And while I like Pedro Pascal as as uh, Joel, I'm not sold on Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Yet. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I like only her in because Game only because. Uh, of how Ellie was portrayed in the video game series. Yes. And I played the game series. I watched you. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> I and watch I you still, right over your shoulder. I still <laughs> go through, you know, once or twice a year, and I'll just whip through the game. He does. Just to play it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll throw it up on Twitch and on YouTube and whatnot, and, and people will in, in, you know, join me on the stream, and, and, and like, you do, I'll have them do share plays and stuff like that, and um, one and two. But it's... As far as Bill Offerman, I mean, uh, Neil Druckmann? Nick Offerman. Oh, Nick, Nick Offerman. Offerman. Yeah. That's a perfect casting for Bill. Yeah. Um, even though the voice actor who was in uh, Deadwood, who played, who, who originally played Bill, um, I thought he could have been reprised because he was also perfect for that role. But there is a history behind that, too, especially with Disney. So, um, do you think overall, it's going to be good? I, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a cautiously optimistic a B. Oh, a B caution, cautiously optimistic. That's uh that's actually pretty good for you. <laughs> Especially when it comes to La- uh, Last of Us. I mean, that's a very very cherished title. It is a oh, very yes. cherished IP for me. Yeah. So, how are you guys feeling about this uh, Last of Us? Oof. There is an extended um, trailer online, by the way. As, uh, you know, I've played the, I've played the game at least once a year. It's one of the, the classics that I like to play over and over because I just, I love the story. Mm. I love the acting, like, in the game. It's great. And even, even part two, it was, it was all right. I didn't mind the part two. It was good. It was good. Had its flaws, but it was good. Um, personally, I never thought the game needed a movie adaptation. Yeah. I think the game portrayed it so perfectly the first time. Yeah. With the emotions, with how everything felt, with how, you know, even from like, you know, the consequences of everything going on in the story and like what's going on, you know, it, it was portrayed in such a such a way in the game that it felt suspenseful. It felt yes. you know, heartfelt. And like, you know, when you'd see a character get, you know, murked, you actually like, I had, I had some tears rolling down the cheeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I was, I was there. I was oh, there in the story. I'm right invested. there with you. I'm right and there it was, with you. It was good. When I played. And that's yeah. the first time when speak, I played. Oh my God. But that's to speak oh, exactly. to Sony and their storytelling when they have an IP because a Sony game, where they have one of their studios do something, I feel it has a certain quality to it that will like no Last definitely. of Us and like a lot of them that you can just rattle off the top of your head. It speaks to you because you feel different characters in that throughout your Again, play yeah. of the story. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of the characters in the game are very relatable even, you know, because they were just people. At some point, you know, and it, it feels like they, they put that in there a lot in the game. And it felt, you know, it felt it felt more human than it. Then that's why I personally got more connected in the story and I play it so often. Mm. But um, what what again, difficulty do you play on, by the way? I want to ask. Uh, I started off just regular and then I started moving up to, you know, masochist doing a hard stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heavily. <laughs> if I made a game, that would be the hardest level. Irish masochist. <laughs> Irish masochist would be like I said, I, that's how I play. I mean, I, my first time playing through God of War, 
the the new one that came out oh. in 20, 2018. Mm-hmm. I played it on God of War mode my very first time. Uh, oh. <laughs> just picked up the game, played it on God of War mode. So you have a you know, death I hate wish. myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. No, I've played it like that. So the, ways but God of War the is remake. the last title I would pick to be like, you know what? I'm going to choose as the hardest level game. <laughs> Ooh, it God was it was War. an old childhood favorite. That doesn't mean you gotta go for hardest, bro. (laughs) (sighs) Worth it. it. I'm gonna kick up Doom. Hurt me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. Um, um, So, uh, I played through Grounded. I've I've gotten to the end. I've never finished Grounded. They resource starved the hell out of you. Mm. Like you have to like there's just battles that you just have to I will say wait bricks are my best friend in that game. I don't care who <laughs> says what <laughs> <laughs> speaking of this game and and the show the the last of us part one comes out for p s five on September second the remastered the re yes, the, the re enhanced remastered for PS5. How many more Crazy words do you have to add on to that? Came out, though. How many? How many more is, do you have to add on to that? I mean, if you like the game, you're gonna rebuy it. I mean, it's not like oh, is this a new game? I already pre-ordered it. This? It's already, <laughs> it's already downloaded. Waiting. To oh no! At midnight. No. Guess who has off on Friday? The marketing, <laughs> the marketing AI already guided you to your goal. Um, yeah, I, I understood the assignment. Yeah. For real, um, I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't even blame you. I don't even blame you. I'd be right there with you. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing the same thing for God of War Ragnarok. So, oh yeah, already done. Yeah, already done. It's that a, one's already coming. <laughs> I mean, you have those kind of masochist level games that, I mean, like Dark Souls. That's a title that I I just don't touch. Big Brother loves yep. it. I I'm just, the same my way. favorite, one of my favorites. Every time, I mean, I no, that makes sense. New Elden Ring came out, and I, I, I think I'm on New Game Five already. No, just, Big Brother's Joe, right if you in. Haven't noticed is a bit of a masochist. No, Big Brother's <laughs> right in there in that masochist level with Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls games like that. It's just, it's just right along the same vein, Giggity. Somebody else who mm-hmm. might be a masochist. Well, that's its next story. Because Umbrella Academy creator joins Horizon Zero Dawn's Netflix show. Oh, Lord knows. Really? be making a Netflix show, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, God. This one, this unpopular opinion here. They're going to make Aloy Puerto Rican. I think think it's going to be better than the game. Especially with the Puerto Rican Aloy. It'll, It'll definitely be better than Resident Evil. Oh, That's yeah. Well, She's going to be a, nine, a non-binary uh, Aloy in a, you know, uh, post-apocalyptic uh, uh, mechanical oppressed world. And if you don't agree with her, fuck you. <laughs> You're just a machine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, yeah, I do, I do not have a good feeling about this one. I'm sorry, John. I'm, I'm trying to tie here. in. I'm trying to tie in the jingle from Barbie World to that. <laughs> That's a a tall order. That's a tall order. Um, But it's also being developed uh, with Guerrilla Games, if that makes you feel any better. Uh, Aloy will navigate. That's a hell of a tall neck. 
post-apocalyptic <laughs> America uh, that is guaranteed to be a garbage fire. I got to tell you. <laughs> did any of you watch any of the other shows? I mean, we mentioned Resident Evil. They also did Cuphead. Um, I didn't get into Cuphead. I know Connor loves Cuphead, but Connor uh, loves Cuphead. Castlevania. Castlevania is one I love. Um, and they have that spinoff of Castlevania as well. Um, Castlevania was one of those shows, especially with the Witcher animated show. Terrific, terrific series. So good. I just feel that they're going to be doing uh, Castlevania is it's even if you do a spinoff, it's right along the same veins of, uh, of the game. You just pick a Belmont and go. Oh, yeah. Oh, right yeah. along the same vein. Yeah. yeah. I should yeah. have picked up that pun. Yeah, you should have. I'm glad you picked. You found that dusty uh, pun off I, the side I, of the road. You... I picked up that Vania, and I gave it to you. <laughs> no Gania. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I got a button for that. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Umbrella Academy, that was a good pull for them. Um, Castlevania, good pull. Netflix has yeah. these good pulls, and I don't really see this one as being a good pull. I got it. No, no. I want them to finish Dragon Prince. That's what I want them to finish. Yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah, from that would uh, been good. I like that one. That's from Avatar creators. Yes. And that show was really great. I. It's such a nice like. You get those like. A lot, a lot with anime. You'll just like this is in a high school. Like, okay, perv. Why? <laughs> All these kids look like they're fucking FBI agents that are just, you know, <laughs> trying to get your kid to buy weed off them to put them in jail. Like, I don't. A lot of those. It, it's just like, oh, you're six foot five and you're what twelve? Oh, okay. That, that's literally no, just every dojo. <laughs> Jotaro be like sculpted MMA fighter like I'm eight where (laughs) on Pluto (laughs) I don't get it age aside um, I'm not I don't mean to be ageist maybe he is eight on Pluto I don't know it's an anime (laughs) that's Saturn sir Somebody else who acts like an anime. Well, that's that's this next story, and it's the first ever Disney and Marvel games showcase coming in September. Uh, Marvel and Disney will be debuting next month, featuring brand new game announcements from the likes of Star Wars, Pixar, Mo, Marvel, and more. A digital showcase will debut during the D twenty three Expo. Giggity. Uh, on September 9th and has already promised further updates on Marvel's Midnight Suns, Amy Hennig's Marvel Ensemble game from Skydance New Media, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga, because nobody is actually asking for that dead horse to be kicked again, and Mm -hmm. Disney Dreamlight Valley. So where do you see Marvel actually getting video games right? Um, So... I actually think that Guardians of the Galaxy Learn- game was a brilliant game. I haven't even finished it, but it is it, amazing. Yeah. It, Guardians of the Galaxy learned when Marvel Avengers went bad. So yeah. I will say that first. Okay. But Disney and Marvel also learned from the from the flopping of 
EA with Star Wars yeah. with Battlefront. Okay. And but can we also can we also yeah just just sorry just one second bro uh, can we also agree though it's I'm gonna EA let you finish like, in a minute. It, <laughs> just just a quick say it, it's EA. I'm just saying, did we really expect them to like knock that one out of the park? It's EA. I'm I just hoped. Saying. I wanted them to. Marvel's Avengers. I had hope for. Like you got Cap, you got Iron Man, you got Hulk, Thor. How do you not dunk this? Apparently, they found a way. <laughs> Big Brother and I did. We were we used to do a, a game stream on Facebook called "Let's Play with Your Projangers," and we <laughs> went through. Yeah, I know. You just go with it. But we were your projangers, and we're doing a let's play. Uh, it's a brilliant, brilliant joke. Um, <laughs> so we were playing through it, and we got to a point where we were just like, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I don't know what you're trying to do here, but uh, I'm just done. I went through on my personal playthrough, and I got through a good bit. And even still, I was just like, got to tap out, coach. Got to tap out. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I had a lot of hope, and I put a lot of dedication into that game. And they are still updating that thing. <laughs> like, we talked, about that. we talked about that fact of uh, a couple podcasts ago to where you're just like, wow, man, you guys kept going? Who told you to? No, Nobody's watching. <laughs> I just, I felt no, that. Nobody's about. left in the stadium. Go home. <laughs> like, my 12-year-old Chinese boy is finding this as the game that he could finally play, you know, before they shut off the internet at night. You know, like, who is still mm. playing this? I don't know. It's someone in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'm almost done! No, it's how I get to communicate power. out in the world. <laughs> so, Go, Iron Man! <laughs> now... I do hold hope in their Star Wars games because the sequel to Fallen Order, I really have a lot of pr hope for so, that. So the Respawn Studio is the one that did Fallen Order, and okay. they're the same people that brought out Titanfall. So mm -hmm. that's those, those two... I mean, Titanfall, when it first came out, was a kick-ass you know, game when it first came out. Mm. So when they, when they came over to Fallen Order... It just blew my mind away. I'm still trying to finish that game. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Same. All in Order was great. Uh, I I finished that inside now. It it was a wonderful story, and I gotta say, even though you know Disney has scrapped every story they've ever created, you know that George Lucas ever point. created yeah. as uh, and they just said, you know that's not that's not canon. Um, this this one for Fallen Order is is fantastic. Honestly, it's it's one of the better games that I have played in you know the past few that they've come up well, with. Well, they got a couple buns in the oven too. They have the old the the High Republic game rather uh, coming yep. out, which is a like a Telltale like game. You have another game from them coming out. I mean, they have a couple different Star Wars things in the oven here because it's not just EA that is putting out content anymore. Yeah, Lucasfilm. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah, they, they just lost blew it so hard. Yeah, they they did. I think from them bombing Battlefront two so hard, just the first one I sucked. I mean, that first retelling of Battlefront really sucked hardcore lemons. But oh, yeah. the second one sucked some hardcore eggs. I mean, <laughs> well, because they they just really they weren't even trying to hide like 
the loot crate system. They were oh, just yep. shoving it down your throat. That was like one yeah. of the first things they announced in their trailers. Dude. That was one of the <laughs> first straws that broke the camel's back for loot crates. Is Star Wars went on there like, oh yeah, and that camel's like, oh my god, what did you put on me? <laughs> it wasn't a it straw, man. Back. It was like the last fifty pound dumbbell they just <laughs> threw on there. The camel what? just lays down. It's like, get off, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm not going any yeah. further. No, for real. Man. And like, now you have totally. the state of Luke. Take, like take the donkey. Go ride Anthem. <laughs> That's it. I am just for apparel purposes only. Only apparel. No more dumbbells. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. The dog and pony no, show real, is over, as if it were. But one uh, one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern Standard, and nine p.m. UK. If you're still up um, for the D23 Disney Marvel Showcase, I want to have hope but mm-hmm. that bad taste of avengers and everything else they've crammed down yeah. our mouth the only one I, I even have hopes for is midnight suns if they can bring that game up yeah i think well I that's think xcom developers me. i mean especially with xcom behind it i think you're gonna have a good game yeah i think can i want off, the wolverine but... game i want that wolverine game that wolverine game if they nice. do that right be nice. if they do it like mm-hmm. wolverine origins i think it'll be really good Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Dare I say, it'll be delectable. A lot like this ad segment. Because we want you to hop on over to APLUSCaterers.com. And that's where you're going to find all the most delicious delicatessens in the tri-state area. And if you want to be the next hit of your next office party or event, you're going to hop over here and get them to craft they're elegant menus for your office members and guests. And I got to tell you, I've sampled their food. I went to the country of Jersey. It is amazing. It is well worth the investment. And that's why we keep talking about them on the Triforce podcast. Because my good friend, a little boy, and her business partner have a really solid idea here. A lot like our guest. You got a solid idea. We're going to put you right here. And we want you to hop on over to APLUSCaterers.com. As we move on over to PJANDWH.com for our end segment where we end off this podcast. I had uh, to fill you guys in on this uh, end segment idea. I used to watch on, it was on Facebook. It was a, uh, a series called Because Science with Kyle Hill. He was involved in um, Mythbusters and all that. I remember. And now he's off on his own YouTube ventures and, you know, over a million plus on YouTube again. But he had this thing that was a thought experiment where would you really want to be Wolverine? Would you really want the Flash's powers? And he went through nerdy thought experiments. And I try to end off our podcast with a nerdy thought experiment, something that we can digest and we can pontificate over, that we can really work out and find the A plus idea in. And for this week, inspired by you guys, I want to know what movie or series would you want to see as a board or card game and why? Oh, yeah. That's a little bit of a tough one here. Come out with the heater. 
What was that one? Right down the middle. And I'll tell you right now, I'm talking Witcher. No, they already did that. Um, yeah, yeah, quit. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, every RPG Final Fantasy game also has that. Um, let's see. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. Uh, all right, I'll say it. Queen's Gambit. <laughs> you know what? Make it a mobile game for Netflix and they will dunk that. <laughs> It'll be chess. I mean, fair enough, man. I mean, yeah, let's see. What would Queen's Gambit game be? Uh, it'd be chess. It'd just be it would, chess. Well, it would be chess. It would be chess mixed with, like, those those crappy, like, mobile, like, narratives to where you have, like, Miss Bianca says, you made her tea too hot. Like, and then another person pops up. And then and you play make, chess. like, a battle chess kind of, like, thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, chess. We're reinventing chess. Might be the podcast title. I don't know. But. Well, I got one. There you go. How about a real estate game developed on, uh, I don't know, the boardwalk? Any short? <laughs> you know what? That would be good, man. Yeah, I think you could really have legs on that idea. Wait, well, I think, I think okay. they made a I TV think Parker show. Parker Brothers might have a problem I, it, it, with it. What? Parker Brothers, they might have a problem. Okay. I mean, what, what, about, what about Persona? Persona's pretty popular, right? Yes, mm. it is. I mean, that, would, that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Not a terrible one. I, you know what? I'm good at m- mixing and blending ideas. It's a little bit of, you know, reemergence, a little bit of sci-fi from the nerdy realm of Amazon, an expanse board game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. I'm liking it, man. No Creole included. You have a whole separate, like, a whole separate, like, thing for the Creole. And that's like your Creole character has, like, a a 500-page book of how to speak the language of your character in Creole. No, no, just give me a call. To where if if you're a belter, you get, like, the Britannica, uh, Britannica encyclopedia of how to speak Creole. But, you know, if you're an Earther or a Marser, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, maybe a compendium. Maybe mm-hmm. an omnibus at best. Fair, fair. I mean, you could just make my life a board game there, dear Matt. You, know, <laughs> you say. Yes. So, I mean, you, you've seen. You've, you're you've, not a movie or series, though. Yet. 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 But I am. Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet. We're working on that. <laughs> We're getting there. But no, yeah, IT, that's a rather dull board game. I imagine that is a card game, actually. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. this One, problem. two, three, war. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm, Sorry, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm imagining IT like Yu-Gi-Oh. Damn, I have to go to a meeting. I use Gremlin for your Zoom meeting. <laughs> Every 20 seconds, you miss 30 points of data. Fair enough. Fair enough. Slow internet access. Slow internet connection. Hang on. Matt Man, cut that out. That's a good idea. Somebody might steal it. (laughs) That's a great idea. But what what are you thinking? I like Big Brother's real estate idea. (laughs) Thing has some legs. You put it in the metaverse, you're golden. Metaverse, uh, anything can happen. 
So I'm I'm liking. Uh, all right, if we've we've touched on a bunch a bunch of stuff. Um, what about a, a specifically a movie that you would like to see in that realm? Movie. Even anime, I would put Akira into a board game. Akira would be a good one. I'd like Ghost that. in the Shell. Mm. Ghost in the Shell's good. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be nice. That'd be a nice one. You know, you know, might might be a little. Uh, Unhinged, but but like the Daredevil series, I'd like I'd like to see something yeah, like that. Okay. All right. All right. You know, how what? about Godzilla? Ooh, bro, that'd be nice. I'm just, too. I'm just saying. I'm just a saying. Good, a good Daredevil, <laughs> but Escape from Prison season two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, if we were to flip this idea, what game, video game, would you want to see flipped to a board game? To where I would almost Oof. like to see a Warhammer style game for Halo. That'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd play that. that. That'd definitely be pretty cool. Mm. Let's see. So many to pick from. Assassin's Creed. Mm. Oh, you want to? I just. So we talked about that whole real estate idea. Okay, hear me out. Tropico 6, but you have to deal in real estate. I pay you a dollar for your tobacco farm. What? It was 70 yesterday. But you have to smuggle cocaine for me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very, very interesting my answer. <laughs> that's a very interesting oh. RPG. Um, I'll put that out there. They made a movie called. It's called Blow. <laughs> Johnny Johnny Depp was great in that. Yes, he was. He did not shit R- the bed. R.I.P. R- R- Ray Liotta. Oh mm. yeah. Pee Wee Herman dad that. donked that shit. Yeah, Little known fact, he really did. Pee Wee really Herman was amazing in Blow. He was probably on it. Um, so I think I think we've kind of. Kind of solidified that. Um, almost. Uh, I kind of want to put. I know it's not finished, but Star Citizen. Maybe, maybe you interesting. Could, maybe you could finish that as a board game. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, movie to board so. game. Movie to board game would be Scarface. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, like Scarface, Godfather, like that era of like TV. That would yeah, be yeah. No, Godfather board game would be that'd be great. We got a great Godfather video game. But yeah, I mean, I like, like it's, like, it's, it's, it's essentially like the underhanded part of real estate in the twenties and thirties. Yeah. And then you had we keep going um, back to real estate. So essentially, then, we're just thinking of different versions of Monopoly. Yeah, versions of a monopoly. You know what? We do outer worlds because it's yep, corporate exactly. structure. You buy a planet, boardwalk <laughs> planet, and it's right next to the start. So if you miss it, <laughs> good luck. Um, yeah, no, that's Monopoly again. So on that bomb It's nothing show. like Monopoly. The board It's not a Monopoly. It's a planet. <laughs> it's a circle yeah, board. Exactly. It's completely different. different. We could put that in front of Congress. We got a solid idea. That's what we try to shoot for by the end. Our place is still in the same location, but the board's a circle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you differentiate it. 
You got it. Orbit, orbit rounds a gas ball. We're fine. <laughs> we are all for loopholes and gas balls. You know what? That actually might be the title. But we end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank you out to Brett Lundy, Anisha Buckner, Jesse Groves, Mark Gervais, Moisel Robinson, and you, loyal Walljanger. We also want to thank our guests. And, of course, this podcast ends off with none other than a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bucrell, the Matt Man. In the Projanger box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. We have one omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bucrell, as well as our mascot hero of time, Link Diablo. We want Joey to thank and Enrique, thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Special thanks. You guys are welcome back anytime. We want to help boost your idea as well as yours, Walljanger. Hop on over to pjandwh.com. Go over to the Contact Us page because that's where you're going to pop up in this Projanger box, man. We want to highlight all of the talent that we can because as a nerdy community, we'll do nothing better than to build each other up. And as always, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next time. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no. We're going to end it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 (laughs) Overall, we start off our podcast, ironically, at the end of it. And, brother, if you will... Uh, the second tab on Google, I already have one page loaded up of the end credits here, which is Batman, Cape Crusader. HBO Max has been absolutely clearing house of any projects from the old regime. And the one project that actually sounded awesome, which came from the original creator, uh, where is his name? Uh, they're talking about David Salzov a lot. Bruce Timm, who co-created the widely loved Batman animated series, is he created this series of Batman the Cape Crusader for what he actually wanted to do. And this new regime is like, I don't think so. You can take that out the door. And this story is pretty much saying that a lot of people are going to be vying at this. Disney Plus, Apple TV, who would you rather see this property end off with because it's going to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's going to go to somebody else. Yeah, um, I would say you know, put it put it in. I'd love um, to see Netflix. You know what? With with uh, Roku getting the Weird Al movie, I would, I would actually see them actually shoring it up. You know what? Until I saw that trailer that they just released, where yeah. it really makes sense because a lot of the shots they were releasing for the Weird Al trailer, it didn't really make sense. And then with this trailer, you see him having sex with Madonna and, you know, drinking like a, f- a fifth of hard liquor on stage and blowing it out kiss style. And then I saw an article that was like, no, this movie is Al making a parody of music biopics. And I was like, well, that that's just Al, and it sounds awesome because it's right in his name, Weird. This man made Weird cool in the 80s. Talking about Rocky Road. Nobody talks about Rocky Road anymore. 
What's in the middle of the Oreo? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> everybody knows a Weird Al song. And that's why I, everybody is going to go to that Roku channel, man. It's the white stuff. <laughs> in the middle of an Oreo. <laughs> but we, de- we delve off into, into Weird Al, but what do you think about Batman and HBO and Hull just clearing house of anything? The safe word is justice. Because you are our guest, so you might as well, you know, oh, oh. type in. I, I, of you. I did not even know about any of this, to be quite frank. So, what do you, well, what do you think? Because <clears throat> HBO Max, they got bought up by Discovery. And Discovery is putting people who have... Not, quote, not Star Trek Discovery. Discoverer. <laughs> oh, yeah, Discover. Wasn't it Discovery Channel? Discovery Channel. Oh, Discover is their name? That's dumb. But Discover bought up the HBO Maxes, and they started canceling stuff. They canceled Batgirl, which they spent $90 million. And the guy guy who takes over this mess is like, look, it was an over-glorified CW show as a movie. And Oof. I don't feel bad about that. I feel bad about the $90 million they put into it. I don't. And they were gambling on Michael Keaton making it, like, the hottest thing. But that but. movie would have gotten trashed. Well, I think, I think personally, at least with, like, all the um, DC stuff, whatever, it, they, they haven't made a real decent movie. They've made a few here and there, but... My personal opinions, like their movies, are always kind of off, bad. <laughs> they're not. They're even not they're terrible, unwatchable. But no, they're... but even they're good ones. Just like you're saying, they're just off. It's not like what mm, you wanted. Yeah. You're not getting Rice Krispies. You're getting crispy pops. You know. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing it's with the like their TV shows. They're, they're all the DC TV shows. You know, I will gladly watch a DC TV show over any Marvel animated series, hands down. Like, or the, or the uh, DC animated stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. DC animated stuff, like I said, is Young amazing. Justice. Phantoms, just... bro. Phantoms. Oh, my God. That new season was amazing. I can't... I mean, and they're talking about just ending Young Justice, which overall I'm fine with, but it, you have to have a good restructuring plan for this You to where, okay, like Big Daddy, you got a 10-year plan, but as, if it's not die... That's not a good plan. You have to, oh, we want to be like Marvel. Hold your hand out. No. Be original. That's what Marvel was doing. They were drawing off of what they did in the comics. And then they didn't just follow a comic. They picked and pulled from what they wanted. And that's how they created this massive universe that you literally are guessing. You know there's a Black Panther 2 movie. (laughs) Chadwick Boseman. I don't know if you guys heard this. He's not going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's far gone. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, he's on the other. Loved right. him as an actor, but you know, unfortunately. But there's something that that there's different now. I do agree with them trying to have a cohesive universe for the next ten years. Mm. But I don't see, like, I I I mean, everybody just sees the Snyderverse as being the answer. I see them creating a rebirth, like the New Fifty Two or Infinite Crisis, and creating something that you want to watch. I think the biggest problem, at least for DC right now, 
when it comes to any of their movies or any of their, you know, shows or anything is that, you know, at least Marvel has this direction that they know they want to go in. Mm -hmm. And DC, they, you know, they're coming out with movie after movie, but a lot of these movies have no tie-ins. They have no relation to the others. They're the ADD kid in the corner who just did their homework. Yeah, or they're just rebooting (laughs) a whole whole other thing over and over and over. Yeah. And, I mean... Uh, you know, I'm okay with like the new the new Batman movie. I liked it. I liked it. Thought it was good. You know, thought the actor did great, and you know, I didn't mind it. And it's the same reason with like I liked the live action, you know, reboot of the Joker movie they did. Oh yeah, which Joaquin I thought Phoenix. with Joaquin, it was great. What do you think Wonderful. about the next one being a musical? Um, what? you know, that one. I I have to say, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of. I'm curious. I won't say, say I'm like, I'm not mad or anything. I'm just. Where does he get I'm the curious. wonderful toe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it? What's gonna? What's this whole thing gonna entail and everything? You know, <laughs> like where are you going with this? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, it's like your friend showing well, up to say, "Look, yeah. man, I got a great idea. It involves lady boys." You're like, okay. Now your next sentence has to be very careful. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I they just don't have a direction. Yeah. In my opinion, that is solid enough for them to run on because again, if they went with, well, you, you've heard about the things with like their flash and everything, right? You know, it's actually testing as the best DC film ever. That's how it's testing. Wrong. That's the screen test right now that are coming out is that this is the best flash movie ever, irregardless of the actor. You got to separate that because yeah. You have one last chance right now of seeing Michael Keaton. Apparently, Batgirl was garbage, but now we got one last go. I get it. Mr. Chokey did a lot of evasive things. He crawled in a lot of people's windows when he shouldn't have. Wait, what? <laughs> he stole some beer, and yeah, he, he, he might have some federal charges. He might have some federal charges, but. But yeah. he has admitted that he's going through a bit of a a bit of a rough patch. He's got some psychological issues that he's working through, and he's checked checked himself in. I don't know yeah, how much help surprised. they're going to have on him, but he at least acknowledged. All right, all right, that was a bit crazy. My my <laughs> biggest fear is we're gonna get a Halle Berry Catwoman. Oh God, no! Well, as long as we're talking and, about yeah. bad ideas, uh, we might as well go to this next end credit. That was a good segue. Because Regal-owned Cinema World prepares for oh. Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's that kind of story. I'm killing the vibe, man. Like, yeah. oh, it's uh. It's kind of like it, the writing has been on the wall since COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I even know Big Brother and myself have not gone out to the movies as much as we would have prior. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's nothing to do with current events. It's mainly because you literally stopped everything for yeah. a year and you have nothing. You got a bunch of garbage bin ideas that you left on the shelf because. You thought, oh, well, this is going to be good. Mm. At that well, point, you needed content, so they just put it out. And now you're just like, mm, I really don't want to go to the movies and see this movie that you're re-releasing. 
Yeah. Like I just. Well, saw I mean, it on the you want to talk about bad re-releases? Uh, you oh, know, Morbius no. came out, flopped Oof. two times in a row. I mean, I don't think you can get much worse than that, man. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm trying to uh. think of a a metaphor that would equal that bad decision making, but I can't. I mean, yeah. that that was just. That was just bad. It was, it was. It was not. You know, you just put that guy into any movie, and he's. I mean, he's look, ruined it. Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. I didn't uh, mind him as Joker, but hmm. I mean, he had like a blink and you'll miss it scene. So yeah, yeah. Like I, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I do like that. I like how they're uh, going back over the Aquaman stuff, and they're. Adding in Ben Affleck, and for all intent and purposes, Ben Affleck could be our Batman for the next ten years, and maybe we just get that artsy Robert Pattinson, uh, you know, Batman off to the side as a nice trilogy. I think okay. they realized they could do multiple things because they saved Blue Beetle, they saved, uh, you know, they pushed back Shazam, pushed back uh, Aquaman. I think that's for mainly reshoots to because mm. they said they don't want to put anything out that's garbage; they want quality. And that's where you're going to get people back in them seats is if you have a quality movie because that's what Top Gun proved. That is nothing to do with superheroes. That's Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise in a movie that you probably wanted honestly 15 years ago. Yep. That's yeah, it's a, it's a little yeah, – I mean, when I heard it was coming out, I was like, dang. Like, it's – you know, last time I saw that was, like, way back when I was, like, 12, 13 <laughs> for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I was like, it'd be cool if they made another one. And then, you know. Well, it's fucking... cool because the lemmings, <laughs> they know that, that like you're a nerd and be like, hey, did you see, did you see Top Gun? Like, no, I it, I didn't even know it came out, man. I got to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize that it was a thing. No, I got uh, five other was, things yeah. in the oven that I would kill another person just at the slightest opportunity for just to get a glimpse. Didn't even yeah, care he's going that. to the danger zone. That's what he's doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hang on. There we go. Because. All right. Uh, a lot like our next so story. Harming, but I just archetypally want to take this dagger and just cut a finger off right on air to show you how much I appreciate you and what you've done. I mean, I, <laughs> I really did nothing. But this person... <laughs> Made a oh. Unreal Five engine trailer for Attack on yes. Titan. Oh shit! Yes, I have seen this. I, I have not this. seen this. Trailers below, uh, and it is gorgeous. I will say that it's gorgeous, man. It is. Oh. Hopefully, my internet will. There we go. It they does have, do a little. They bit. have really outdone themselves on Unreal just what Five engine alone. Man. Like this, uh, right I here? see this everywhere. I mean, it's blowing oh. up all over the place on different kinds of media. I see it. On TikTok, Dude. Instagram, all kinds of things. It, it's 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 that fabulous. is insane. And you know, Unreal Five is is getting crazy. I mean, and then I've this seen scene, some people's work on that. And it's you see them walking, nuts. you see them jumping and flying. Replay that beautiful bean footage. This is the kind of quality you get from Unreal Five. And I oh, played. Yeah. I played <laughs> the. It was there was uh, it was on uh, uh, Gary's mod. Someone mm. had a Attack on Titan mod, and it was amazing. You just had the city walls, Titans, and you were zipping around. 
That's all I. That's the only game I played on Gary's mod was just that Attack on Titan mod, and to see that in Unreal Five Engine, look, looks really fucking good. You need to give me that game now. <laughs> I don't care what I mean, else Unreal you got. Unreal Five is, is crazy. It's it's yeah. getting up there. I mean, there's so you many think different. Of Unreal Four was only just barely outdated to five here. Like, did you see the Japanese year. train and station? So, they yeah. made an Unreal 5 Japanese train station, and mm-hmm. it was they followed all the bl- blueprints, all that, matched lighting. In the daytime, it's almost ominously close. At night, kind of janky. Mm. Yeah. But that was just like, that was one of the first ones. That's where you have this trailer to where it's actually, ref- it, it, they're refining it. They're putting the polish on it. You have these people yeah. who are like, you know what? I, as soon as I get this Unreal 5 engine, I'm making an attack on Titan. That's the level of nerddom that you get with this. And that's th- why the PC Master Race, man, you get these fans in there, and they will make a game. They don't need that studio. They're just going to no. make it. And then you're going to sue them and take Labor that love, idea man. anyway. That's all you need. So, you know, I hope somebody steals this idea because... I need that game. That's why I added this in the end credits, man. It is so good. Yeah, it's so good. Again, yeah, Unreal Engine 5, man, is, is crazy. Something nice. something else. I got to tell you, man, this next one ain't nice. That was a good uh, segue. The last story I have I in the end credits here is Netflix's Resident Evil series canceled after oh. this one season. I, well, I mean, I didn't even. If you've seen, you seen any of it, I am a Jesus. big Resident Evil fan. I've played every game that's ever come out on any console, and I've you know played it all to completion. That that's my that's my childhood right there is Resident Evil. And watching the movies that came out so so long ago sucked yeah. terrible, yeah. absolutely yeah. garbage. Yeah. And then Netflix tried to come out with something again, and they just used the same formula that those other movies used. In a series, and the CGI is pretty terrible. Well, you know, that's the, the, the casting is terrible. I, I can't appreciate anything. And, you know, me as well as other hardcore fans, there's just, you know, disappointment. Exactly. All across the board. But that's the thing is that Netflix nails so many things. Witcher season two, not so much season mm. one. You get, I mean, a lot of their anime. And a lot yeah. of the content they do gaming-wise really <clears throat> resonates, and it really hits the point. But sometimes they don't hit the perfect dive. They yeah, it, looks, it. it looks like the perfect dive, but then at the last minute, belly flop. Oof. Yep. And a big red belly of, sorry, guys, no season <laughs> two. So what if the guy threw a shoe at me? It was a <laughs> perfectly good shoe. That's the problem. But yep. I, I I mean, from the sound of your rant, I really don't think anybody's gonna miss Resident Evil. And I don't think I they actually have to I watch it. I didn't even care to watch it. I didn't I always have a high hope whenever something does come out. Cause I hope maybe maybe this time they'll get it right. Maybe this time they'll get it right and they No. Yep. Every time. No, no yep. never. You can never get it right. A lot like never getting right that subscribe button. 
liking and commenting below. Right above my head is going to be the very best Perjangers and Wallhangers video for you. Right above our Perjanger box will be, of course, every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. And, of course, this podcast doesn't end until we hear our main man, Connor, say... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>